0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. stakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. On this edition of Finsider Daily, we talk about the Dolphins' upcoming week of joint practices with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Their preseason game on Thursday... Talk about the newest signing of Robert Kimdichie. And also, we highlight Preston Williams, the new phenom in Miami. Join us on Finsider Daily. Hello and welcome to this edition of Finsider Daily. My name is Matt Canada. It is Monday, August 12th we are ready to kick off a week of joint practices with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Miami Dolphins headed to Tampa Bay for these joint practices. They will get a chance to go up against an imposing defense, an opposing offense as well. Actually, a dynamic offense with new head coach Bruce Arians. We saw some new things pop out in their preseason game this past weekend. And it's just a great opportunity for the team to see different things, you know, in the when you go up against each other in practice, right, you kind of understand what each other are trying to do. And it doesn't create the full competitive environment in terms of having to try to guess, per se, you know, what the offense is doing or what the defense is doing and try to mismatch and game plan and chess piece against that. So, this opportunity, while these practices are scripted in advance, it's not like. Either team knows exactly what play the other is going to run. So it's really a nice opportunity to clean things up for these coaches to continue to get their feet wet, for these players to go up against competition. They have not seen this training camp. And listen, more than likely, we're going to see a training camp scuffle here and there as, you know, they're hitting different guys and it's in the dog days of training camp. We're nearing towards the end and these guys are ready to rock and roll. So that will happen. The Dolphins will have their next preseason game on Thursday evening against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. It will be their second preseason game, as you've heard us talk about on the past few episodes of uh, Finsider Daily, and especially with Houts, who came out with his on Friday morning. Josh Rosen is looking to make that next step and kind of grab the starting quarterback position. Brian Flores in his day after uh, press conference, which was actually a conference call, which I thought that was a little unique. We'll see if that continues. I don't think it will. I think it was just more a situation of, uh, you know, the weekends and, and then getting ready for Tampa Bay and so forth. And at the end of the day, maybe also to give the media, you know, kind of a little break. You know, don't, don't need to come into the facility. Stay where you are. Stay home. Stay in the office and do the interview from there. It's basically the same thing, especially if there's no locker room availability. So Josh Rosen had a great game on Thursday evening. Him and Preston Williams were the shining stars. Fitzpatrick did quite a few good things as well. We'll see. I would assume Josh Rosen is going to get the starting nod on Thursday evening. He'll probably play a few series. It will then give Fitzpatrick a chance to run with the twos for a longer period of time like Rosen did on last Thursday. And then heading into the third preseason game, I think that's when whoever starts that game, because that's really the dress rehearsal for the regular season, will have the leading edge to uh, be the starting quarterback come week one. But listen, if Josh Rosen continues to play like he did on Thursday evening, yes, there were some negatives from his play. Uh, There's negatives in everyone's play. But if he can continue that kind of high level of play against the ones on Thursday evening, if he is, in fact, named the starter then it is his job to lose going into the third preseason game and throughout the third preseason game. And this is exactly what you want to see for a guy that you gave up a second-round pick for, for a guy that's only 22 years old, for a guy that you think may have the chance to be your franchise quarterback. We know what Ryan Fitzpatrick is. We know his career. We know his you know median and what he will regress to eventually. So while, yes, he is a nice placeholder for someone like Rosen, if Rosen needs the time to continue to develop and see things from afar— He is obviously not the long-term answer for the Dolphins or for any other franchise in the NFL. Yes, he's peaked a little bit the past few years, but again, he is what he is, and he's not probably going to lead a team to the playoffs or the Super Bowl. And really, at this point, he's nothing more than a progress stopper. Again, it's not to say he's a bad placeholder because he's not. He's actually one of the perfect placeholders because he has that mentorship uh, role in him. He understands the role of mentoring younger guys under him, and he is able to take that and process it both on the field and off the field. So again, placeholder quarterback? Absolutely. Starting quarterback for the entire season? Absolutely not. If Josh Rosen does not get on the field this season, that says more about Josh Rosen than it does about Ryan Fitzpatrick. So we'll see how that all shakes out. Rosen will have a chance to practice against the Buccaneers defense, as will Fitzpatrick. And the coaches will make the decision there. But again, I'd be very surprised if Josh Rosen is not named a starter going into this second game. That gives both of them a chance to be the starter in a preseason game. And then again, uh, third preseason game. And listen, if they have not named a leader in the clubhouse for the third preseason game, which will be nationally televised, I could see them alternating series with the quarterbacks, so they both get run with the ones, right? You're probably playing the entire first half if you're the starters on on Thursday, on the third preseason game. So I wouldn't be surprised if they did that either. That way, both are getting a fair shot. I know you're breaking up the rhythm of the game a little bit, but then you're really putting them mono on mono and seeing who comes out on top with that one. Joining the Dolphins, hopefully maybe uh, this week during these joint practices will be Robert Kimdichie. And the Dolphins just signed him. They placed him on the active, physically unable to perform list as soon as they signed him, which really does not mean a whole lot. They can take him off at any time. Um, probably just doing that to save a roster space for now until uh, Kimdichie gets in shape and gets ready to, to be on the field with this team. We could see him as early as this week. We may not see him this week. But if we do see him this week, it will be interesting to see how he reacts to being cut by the Arizona Cardinals. He played three seasons with them uh, before he was waived at due a, to a failed physical just a few weeks ago on July 28th. He showed up to camp out of shape. He's had some discipline problems, some self-discipline problems and, and also discipline problems with the law during his time with the Cardinals. Really talented guy, but as we see all too often with many pros, the talent sometimes doesn't translate to having the same kind of mentality off the field as well. Uh, some people just believe, you know, especially young players, they can kind of change their ways and just kind of slack off a bit in the off season and not train as hard, not keep their uh, weight in check, not keep everything else, you know, going in the right direction. And for Comici, he fell into that pit hole. Can he turn things around with the Dolphins? We will see. In his 27 career games with the Cardinals, he started six times, totaled 44 tackles, four and a half sacks, two passes defended, two forced fumbles, and one fumble recovery. He was originally drafted uh, by the Cardinals in the 2016 NFL Draft, 29th overall, so basically early second round pick, obviously late first round pick. But we all know that as you get towards the later part of the first round, many teams have grades on these guys in the second round. So we can assume that teams had a second-round grade on Kim Dietschy. But again, as a first-round guy, you're expecting a lot more production out of him. So Brian Flores, Chad O'Shea, other guys on the Dolphins coaching staff have seen what the Patriots have done with low-risk, high-reward players. And Kim Dicci could be the next one in line for this. They've already started that with Josh Rosen, bringing Kim Dicci into the fold. And they also have another guy named Preston Williams, the wide receiver, the undrafted free agent wide receiver. And I want to highlight an article from Pro Football Network. Obviously, you all know that I am the owner and help run Pro Football Network. But, you know, it's, it's, this is not just a plug to promote this article promote the website it is a a relevant article it is a timely article especially after his dominant performance on thursday evening with josh rosen throwing him the rock four receptions 97 yards should have had a touchdown probably maybe but um didn't quite get into the end zone preston williams is a star folks this is not your normal undrafted free agent in this article, his agent and I want to clear this up as well because I saw a few a few things being chatted about on Twitter. Um, we had said in a tweet from PFN, and this probably could have been worded a little differently, sure, that he was rated the top wide receiver on some draft boards. This was a claim from his agent. This is not something we're saying as we have inside information. So we understand, you know, agent speak is always a chance for people to sell their clients but we we made sure in the article that we said the agent claimed that he was the number one wide receiver on some boards, and it might not be far fetched either. Listen, no one knows what draft boards look like, right? He could have been told by a team, and we also have other inside information that we could not reveal in this again, this is the thing with inside information. sometimes you get stuff that you can't say, but you can alert to allude to it in articles. We, we got some other inside information regarding the draft that told us a few things. Um, he was rated number 14 wide receiver by some experts out there. So while that's you know out of the top 10, we've seen teams like the Seahawks go out of the box. We've seen teams like the Patriots go out of the box. So it is not really uh, something surprising or too far-fetched when you say he was or the agent claims he may have been the number one wide receiver on some teams' draft boards. It could have been one team. could have been two teams. But... That's number one on their board. He didn't get drafted, and, you know, it has given other people an opportunity to pile on PFN for that as well by saying, okay, he wasn't drafted. Do you think every team is stupid? Well, again, we have some inside information regarding the draft that we can't share, unfortunately. But also, again, many experts, including the big guns like Todd McShay, Mel Kuiper, and others, all assumed that this misdemeanor charge was going to drop him down a round or two, not completely out of the draft. So he was coming in, you know, really like a second-day pick, a second-round pick, late second-rounder, early second-rounder, but for whatever reason, this knocked him out of the draft completely. Yes, he pled guilty to the misdemeanor charge with the uh, charges against him and his girlfriend, the domestic violence, but at the end of the day, and I'm not minimizing this at all, right? It's a misdemeanor. So in the court of law, a misdemeanor is a minor crime. It's not a major crime like others have experienced in the NFL and coming into the NFL, but have still been drafted by teams. You know, Joe Mixon, for example, he was caught on tape punching a woman. This knocked him down a few spots, but he was still drafted. Tyreek Hill, Kansas City Chiefs, drafted him in the fifth round. The problem is this: Preston Williams, while pleaded guilty through a misdemeanor charge, while a you know serious charge in their lives and, and in the grand scheme of things, was not drafted for whatever reason. But as the author, as Jason Sarney, who we've had on this show as a guest, you know breaking down training camp, as he mentions in the article, the reason why NFL teams may have strayed away from drafting Williams, was because of the fact of the other situations revolving around the NFL. You know, Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill. NFL teams didn't want to spend a draft pick on this guy when all this was going on and just the uncertainty of everything. A point that Jason tries to make towards the end of the article is simply do your due diligence on things, right? Writers, scouts, GMs, anyone who touches this situation do your due diligence on it dive deep into it talk to the people you need to talk to and don't just let the cloud right don't just let all the other situations form into one ball and then kind of affect other isolated incidents as well once you start doing that you create other problems and as we've seen in the case of Preston Williams it led him to being undrafted, scooped up by the Miami Dolphins, which, by the way, is mentioned in the article that if it wasn't for Reggie McKenzie, Preston Williams very likely would not be a Miami Dolphin today. But if you let those incidents factor in, and you should a little bit, but not totally, then you get a player like Preston Williams who is a UDFA, but then it bursts onto the scene on Thursday night against the Atlanta Falcons. And people may be saying, and I know some people are saying, hey, it's a preseason game against the backups, relax. But it wasn't like Preston Williams was just catching, you know, 10 yard slants. He was going up for balls, he showed athleticism, he showed a ton of potential based on the way he was playing, backups or not. And by all accounts, he has been absolutely shining in training camp as well. So it wasn't a one-time flash in the pan for a quarter and a half on Thursday evening. No, this has been going on since his college days, since training camp, and then now we saw it on Thursday night. Preston Williams absolutely deserves to run with the ones this coming Thursday to see what he can do to continue to grow and see how he competes with other starters around the NFL. If he puts up another dominant performance then I think it's easy to see the Dolphins absolutely got themselves a steal. Preston Williams um, talked about chemistry with Josh Rosen. And the funny thing is that this was not the first time that Preston and Josh have played together. When you go back to when Williams was attending numerous camps with other blue chip high school prospects looking to stand out in front of NCAA scouts, guess who was there with him? Josh Rosen. Uh, this was, you know, during seven-on-seven seven drills, seven-on-seven seven tournaments, and at that time they found chemistry within each other. So it's just kind of uh, not funny, but ironic that these years later, you know, after they went through their college careers, after they both battled some adversity in their life, obviously two different types of adversity with Rosen being drafted into the NFL um, as, you know, a top-10 pick and then being traded after one year, and Williams dealing with a much more serious type of adversity in his own personal life. But, you know, now them two coming together, outcast by other teams, now may have the chance to come together and prove everyone wrong as members of the Miami Dolphins. I think that's a pretty cool story, especially because it, it goes back to their high school days. Now, September 23rd, 2017, It's a day that Williams will never forget. That is the day where he was accused of assaulting his girlfriend, um, accused of domestic violence. And yes, he pleaded guilty, which in the court of law says you are guilty. It was a misdemeanor charge. Again, we're not minimizing the crime. But when you compare it to more serious crimes, again, second chances in the NFL. Second chances for everyone in life come quite often for people. And now Preston Williams is looking to make the most of that opportunity with Miami, and he's focused. And Brian Flores said that, and Flores told this following the game. I think he's worked extremely hard since he got here. He's big, he's fast, he's got good hands. He's tough, and he's really worked every day to get better. We tell him to block in the run game, and he blocks in the run game. Play more downhill on your end cuts, he does that. He works hard after practice he works hard in meetings. Surely the Dolphins did their due diligence on Preston Williams. No, they did not spend a draft pick on him. No NFL team did, but they were one of the first ones on the on the phone with him. And, and due to the great work of Reggie McKenzie, it really led him to Miami. Now they did face other competition throughout the NFL. One team, uh, the Green Bay Packers, they faced some competition from, but at the end of the day, Preston wanted to be in Miami and it Probably doesn't hurt that Josh Rosen was here in Miami either. And also, listen, let's put it bluntly, the wide receiver core in Miami uh, uh, could use some competition. And I think Preston may have saw that as an opportunity to come in and be that guy who can move up the depth chart. Also quoted in the article was a uh, something from O.J. McDuffie, obviously former Miami Dolphin great, compared Williams to Aranda Gaston, And here's what McDuffie said. O.J. Was, was such an exceptional athlete. Every ball was his. I'm excited about Preston. Dude is hungry too. He shows up every day in camp, not just flashes. Again, this goes to my earlier point. This guy has not just uh, flashed and been you know, here and there. Every day, he comes with it. And every day, he really puts the pedal to the metal. Again, it's one precinct game. Yes, we understand that. But we have seen things from Preston that you don't normally see in a guy that is an undrafted free agent, and that's why he's not your typical undrafted free agent. He was supposed to be a second-day pick, mid-second round, late-second rounds, early-third rounds. For whatever reason, he fell completely off everyone's board, but now he's here in Miami. He's ready to make the most of his opportunity. We'll see Preston. We'll see Josh. We'll see Ryan all this week during joint practices with the Buccaneers, and then again on Thursday evening as they face off against the Buccaneers. In their second preseason game. Looking for the offensive line to really get moving in the right direction this week. Defensive line as well. They were close on quite a few sacks on Thursday night. And that's promising. We just got to hope that they learn how to finish. Because close is only great in horseshoes. And close is definitely not good enough in the NFL. For Finsider Daily, this is Matt Kanata. Thank you for joining me today to start off your week. We'll talk to you next time. was Fitsider Radio, part of the
1: Fitsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins.